all. Good morning. Good to see you guys today. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Mark, for leading us in the open set. Good stuff. Let's just give, it a, give them a hand for the, the work and energy they put in. So if you've been with us here at, at FOF for the past year, you know that all last year we, we went through this, 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 this arc. We, we, we followed this trail of the question why as it seems to appear in the Bible and in life. We looked at all these why questions of the Bible. Why does God do this? Why doesn't God do that? Why questions that people would cry out to God and I think that we still do. We also looked at the why questions God asked his people as well. And we're here on the cusp of a new school year, and we're starting to change trajectories a little bit this year, and we're going to be stepping away from the philosophical a bit and into the practical a little bit more. Our question is going to be shifting from why to how. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you a smidgen of the weaknesses that I carry. And I shared with you at that time that one, one of the weaknesses that I see in myself is that I tend to live too much in the future, not in the present, and have conversations with you in my head that go beyond the conversations I have with you in reality, which leads me to a place of often being five or 10 or 15 steps ahead in something, leaving a lot of people going like, I don't even know where we're at or where we're going. And I'm trying to address this issue this coming year. And so what I want to do this year, um, and, and particularly today, is get into the hows of the Christian faith. Now, I, I suck hard when it comes to house projects. Zero skill when it comes to things like house maintenance, fixing it up, how-tos, which means that Google and YouTube have become my absolute best friend. But see, here, here's how it works for me. When I've got a house project going on, and I run to YouTube and I kind of do the, the how-to, most Googled word, by the way, Run to, to YouTube and run, and, and run the thing, you know, how to. You know, what, what I don't want is a 35-minute video discussing the philosophy of the project. You know, I, I don't want to, to understand different theorists' opinion on its view of the psychological state or the economic realities of, of our nation today. I don't want a metaphysical discussion of whether building materials exist. I want to be talked to like I'm four. Step one, step two, step three. And that's what I'm going to attempt to do a little bit more this year as we look at the hows of Christianity, the hows of fellowship faith, and, 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 and something specific that I want to just unpack today. Today is the taste of fellowship of faith. And I don't want to assume that you know what that means. See, we've been doing this here for years now, but I continue to have conversations with people, and, and I don't mean new people, I mean people who have been here since the beginning, who really still don't quite grasp what this is, what it's about, and how it's different from the influence fair that we did last week. Well, let me explain it like this. The taste of FOF is equivalent 
to a school open house. This time of year, schools are coming back into session, elementary, middle school, high school, college. And those of you who have been through this gamut or have children that age, or maybe are that age, you know that often for like new freshmen or new sixth graders or new freshmen at college, they often have some kind of orientation. Come in, find your locker. Come in, navigate the halls before the juniors and seniors are around. Come in and meet your teachers. Come in and learn what's going on so that when it starts, you can jump on in. Well, just like the school year, Fellowship of Faith operates on a September to May kind of schedule. And as school starts, so we start all of our ministries afresh and anew here as well. And the taste of FOF is our open house to all of these. What are the opportunities for spiritual growth, for connection? Maybe to put it even more basically, what are the classes and the groups that you can get involved in this coming fall. This is different from the influence fair, which we had last week. People still confuse the two. I don't want to push this distinction too hard, but if influence is about learning ways that you can serve others, the taste of FOF is about learning ways that you can be fed and learn how to feed yourself. Does this make sense? And so this taste of FOF is what we have on our grid here today. Now, if you'll permit me a moment, I am certainly more Ravenclaw than I am Hufflepuff, which means that I can't escape talking for at least a little bit about the why, why we do this to begin with. I want to show you a passage here today, and uh, you can read it on your own. Well, I talk to you about it here today. It fundamentally comes down to this. We believe that you're important, and we believe that your spiritual life is important. We believe that you matter to God, that God loves you, that God wants to have a connection with you, and that God wants to have an ongoing relationship with you that continues to go deeper and deeper and more and more in intimate. God wants to know you, and he wants you to know his family as well. The word that gets bannered around for that today is simply the, the church. People who meet in God's name as his adopted sons and daughters, that God wants you to get to know them too and have connection with them too and an ever-growing relationship. The, the way the New Testament puts it up here in Acts chapter 2 I, I think is incredible and it continues to stand as a mantra for us today of, of not only what we want our church to be about but what we think our individual lives should be about as well. And this is why we do all these groups and all these classes that we get to taste here at the Taste of FOF today. And here's why. Sunday morning will only take you so far. 
When it comes to your spiritual growth, your connection with God, your connection with others, there is a ceiling on Sunday morning that you will never be able to go above if this becomes the sole platform and connection for your spiritual growth. Sermons are designed to speak to 250 people, often at the lowest common denominator. It is impossible in this medium, unless we go on for hours at end, which I am willing to do, to address the nuances, the intricacies, and the personal points of connection with you. It requires smaller settings. It, requi it requires gathering in a smaller setting with a smaller group of people to flush the personal side of it out, to wrestle with the text, to wrestle with life, to pray with each other and hear the wisdom of God's people in a non-general way. Your spiritual life can never be Acts 2 if it is left to Sunday morning alone. And the same is true for connection. If the sum total of your relationships with other people who are in the family of God operate on the hour in 15 to hour in 30 minutes of come to church, have a cup of coffee, do worship, leave 10 minutes after, there just isn't enough time. I mean, there's all the people that you want to see. You got to hit the bathroom. You got to get something to eat. It's, Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. It's good stuff. But at some level, shouldn't our relationships go deeper than that? And so this is the why that stands behind the groups and the classes providing this vehicle, this platform to take those next steps with God and better experience Acts 2. But, but I'll tell you, to this day, I still witness regularly people who don't know how to go about doing it. I know this one woman, middle-aged, successfully raised her family and has a degree and navigated her work life as well. But in some relational place, she's never really left junior high. You know what I mean? You remember junior high? What table can I sit at? And can I talk to new people? And what if I don't fit in? And what if they laugh at me? And so I'll just kind of sit here undercover and hope that I'm invisible, that people don't notice me. A lot of you in this room know exactly what I mean. And she comes to FOF and she sits at a table, kind of alone, yearning for connection and friendship. but never rising to the level of courage to step across the room and actually interact with another human being. And she wonders why she's alone. She wonders why she has no friends. And then she starts to get angry about it, blaming unfriendly people in an unfriendly church. And I want to tell this woman, do you understand friendship doesn't work like that? People don't naturally walk up to people and sit down and say, can I be your friend until you get involved and take a step to interact. 
you'll always be alone. And the fault will be your own. I know this couple. I mean, they're busy. We're all busy, right? Except for like three of us here. I mean, like I know, I know who you are. There's that one guy, like, no, seriously, they pay me for 40. I work 15 hours a week. But the rest of us, right? We're busy. But I mean, this couple, I mean, they are uber busy. I think they live out of suitcases more than they live out of their own dresser drawers. Their lives are busy, their family is close, their family is big, and their family is spread. Work takes them out of town a lot, and they like to travel, which means they're never here. Forgive me a little hyperbole on that. I don't really mean never. I mean like six to eight times a year. And they're a family whose spiritual life is so important to them. They, they know Acts 2. They want Acts 2. They yearn for Acts 2. And they're so frustrated that for them it's just not a reality. They start to ask themselves questions. Is this the place for me to be? Do I fit in here? Starting to look and wonder where the grass might be greener where they could fit in better, where it would come more easily. And I want to tell this couple, connection is built with time. If you're expecting deep relationships to happen with six to eight interfaces in a mass setting a year, you're never going to experience what God wants it to be until you can find a way to prioritize connecting in with other people in a smaller setting and guarding that. Well, for you, Acts 2 will never be. And there's this other person I know who kind of like says, I'm not growing spiritually. Kind of with a, about it. And so I ask them what they're doing. And they tell us they listen to us on Facebook. So you're not in a group. Hmm. You're not serving. Mm -mm. You're not in faith challenges. Hmm. You're not even physically here and you're not growing spiritually. See what I mean? And then, quite honestly, there's some of you who are new. Or you're newer and you walk into a new place and it's big enough now that there's a lot going on. If you had this experience going to another church, it's like, where do you even begin? Where do you even begin? And you see all this kind of activity going on, but then you bring with you often misconceptions that you've picked up from other places. Misconceptions like, well, I, I have to be a member here before I can fit in. I have to believe what they believe. I have to be a Christian. And then you start to get afraid. It's like, well, what if I try one of these groups? And it's like, it's a bunch of people who are needy, who don't have friends, and they're like, cling on to me. 
And before you know it, I'm being forced to share like all my, my dirt, deepest, darkest secrets with people I don't know and like sit on pillows in a circle and sing kumbaya as they, they pray over me. You know the fear. And then you start to worry that if you go once, you've secretly signed some blood oath, made a pact. An invisible brand is going to pop up on your arm that marks you as one of them. Forever in bondage to this group that will never give you peace or freedom ever again. And so you stay at arm's length. You leave it kind of over there and never experience what acts too can be. See, the reason that we do things like the Taste of FOF and the reason we do, more importantly, these groups and these classes is to provide a vehicle and mechanism so that those stories don't become your story. Or if that story is your story, it no longer has to remain that way. So in the spirit of talking about the hows, let me share with you the simple hows to get involved in an active way in your spiritual journey through the groups and classes here at FOF. Now caveat, I'm going to talk to you like you're four. I'm going to talk to you like you're four, not because I'm trying to be condescending. It's because when I am new to something, I want to be talked to that way. Let me share with you a few basic steps. Number one is this. Look at the card. <laughs> On your chair is a card. On the top of this card, it says discipleship groups. Discipleship groups is the name that we give to the classes and groups offered here at FOF that have an overt focus on growing spiritually. I actually want you to take 30 seconds and read this card here today because what this outlines is the groups and the classes being offered this fall at Fellowship of Faith. You read on your own, but let me highlight a few. For those of you who are newer, we understand that it can sometimes be intimidating to walk into a person's house that you don't know for the first time in some kind of group someplace. So at the top of the card, we have this green section called Wednesdays at FOF because starting September 12th, every Wednesday night in the fall here at FOF, four groups meet. It's anchored around Alpha. We're going to show you a video later on promoing it, but it's this, this amazingly cool curriculum put together in which we watch a video that was shot in England. They all have accents. It makes it like 10 times cooler because of it. About the basic questions that non-believers often carry into the Christian faith. We watch the video which is put out in this amazing, easily digestible kind of way and then meet for 20 minutes to talk about it afterwards. It's not on the card, but Teen Alpha meets separately for middle school and high schoolers who are interested in the same. 
There's support groups and life skill groups like necessary endings for people who are struggling with closure from a death, from a divorce, from a choice that was made but the door just won't close, and how to navigate that aspect of the world. And then ladies, if you've read this card, there's like, I swear, like 48 offerings on here. My wife is happy. My wife also made salsa flights today, so if you stop by the women's table, and uh, do they have to sign up, Tina, to get salsa? You don't even have to sign up. Women's Bible studies are going on that day, and let me talk to you about resiliency that you'll find on here. We have Lieutenant Colonel Jen Bantner, who is a member here at Fellowship of Faith and is currently actively deployed with the U.S. Army. What Jen Bantner does for the U.S. Army is teach soldiers resiliency skills. How to face the potential of the horrors of conflict and the horrors of war. How to, how to mentally deal with the stress of deployment and the military way of life. How to deal with the aftermath of moral violation for things that were done with PTSD. Could you use that kind of emotional resiliency or mental toughness in your life? Jen's coming in to give us military-grade training right here at Fellowship of Faith for those who see the need. And we meet at 6.15 at night and share dinner together because it's hard to get home from work and cook, isn't it? So don't. And then at 7 o'clock, we have child care provided. We have you out the door by 8. You can read the rest of the card. There's studies on Sunday morning at both 9 and 10.30. For those of you who travel in the week, commute far during the week, can't make groups in the week happen, come on Sunday morning, either service. It's your choice. Mondays we have groups, Tuesdays we have groups, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, meeting at various locations, various times, various places. It starts by looking at the card to know what's there. And what happens when you go home today and it sticks to the bottom of your shoe and it's forgotten about in all space and time? It's on the website too. www.fellowshipoffaith.org Let me share with you step two. Circle whatever interests you. So go on. Circle whatever interests you. Now, you don't have to turn this in. No one's going to be following up with you going, now you said. Take a look at the card. See what works with your schedule. See which topics interest you. Circle what interests you, but everyone, 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 everyone. Everyone here over the age of 18, force yourself to at least one. Okay? Step number three. Go talk to those leaders today. As you circle the group or two, you'll see the leader's name. And as you go out into the coffee house today, you will see signs that correspond to these names on the card. Go up, ask your questions, challenge them, see if they're weird. See if it's a group you want to be a part of or a group that you're willing to risk on. Get your questions answered. Anything, anything, anything. 
is fair game. And number four, pick one you'll try and actually sign up today. Each leader will help you do it. They'll take you right to the website, fellowshipoffaith.org. It's typing in your name and clicking a radio button for the group. You can go to the Welcome Center if you need some help with it. You can do it on your phone. And if technology scares you because you're still in your heart from 1599, <laughs> 10 bucks says they'll have some paper and a pen that you can put your name on here today. But here's the key, here's the secret. You have to sign up for one today. Here's number five. Force yourself to go. Because it's so easy, right? It's like, okay, he's watching me. He's going to be looking at me in the coffee house. If I don't go and pretend to talk to someone and pretend to type on my phone, oh, yes, I'll sign. No, you have to force yourself to go. I know it's scary. You can do it. I know it might be weird. You might just like it. You have to force yourself to go. You have to force yourself to try it. No one can do this one for you. You've got to make it happen. If you want to engage in that Acts 2 experience we're talking about today. And finally, number six, if you like it, repeat. If you go and you like it, do it again. If you go and you don't like it, or it's kind of flat. Well, I'll be honest with you. We, we kind of encourage you, try, try it at least three times. Have you ever found in life that you often have to try something more than once to see how it really sticks? Give it, give it three times. I mean, unless they, like, bite you there, <laughs> try it more than once. But after three times, if it's not doing your thing then go to the number two option you circled on your card and repeat the process again. It's as simple as that. Step one, two, and three. Now, I know what some of you are thinking here today. Well, this doesn't sound very spiritual, and this isn't very inspirational. Well, okay. All I can tell you is what I found is that Spirituality is far more about doing and far less about waiting to feel inspired. And that as I look at Christianity today, I think we as Christians have become way too inspiration dependent. I think our lives would be better and the church would be more powerful and God would be more pleased if we would act a little bit more and sit around a little bit less waiting to feel inspired because real spirituality is far more about daily practices and ways of living that confront the dispositions of our mind and our will and encourage us in to new paths of God that ultimately lead towards a transformative state of being. Just ask a monk. 
And I'll tell you what I've seen is that for the people who actually do this, they connect better. They, they get to know God more. They often do a better job at navigating the intersection of life and faith. They experience acts too and start to tap what all this stuff is about to begin with. So that's why we do it. And that's how to do it. And I want to encourage you, get involved in this stuff today. It matters. Because God works through this kind of stuff.